Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this hour, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. Okay, this is a song by a young lady named Tamela Mann, T-A-M-E-L-A Mann, and she's a, a gospel singer, I think maybe from Texas. Uh, I happen to be in Florida uh, just a few days ago and was listening for something on the AM dial and picked up this station that was coming from Freeport in the Bahamas, which is only about 80 air miles away from where I was. And uh, it was an incredible gospel station, but not like these goofy sounding ones in the U.S., these beautiful, heartfelt, anthemic, uh, mainly black gospel songs playing one right after the other. I'll play another one here. This is stuff that doesn't get played on commercial Christian music. It's not the stuff getting promoted, but um, it's got an amazing soulfulness to it. And the Bahamians are that kind of people. You know, they're just lovely and uh anyway so um okay i guess you dumped me on that didn't you well that's because it was the end of the (laughs) song that's what happens when a record ends well maybe i ought to just become a disc jockey or maybe all right psalm 63 um let me start with like the fifth verse because i've read the first four a bunch my soul 
will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. You know, I was going to talk about something else, but that scripture verse prompted something. Uh, For those of you who have insomnia, uh, I am a frequent, I guess you would call it sufferer of insomnia. Uh, I typically sleep about three or four hours, and I wake up for two to three hours. And this scripture... uh, Actually, it used to be I was scared of insomnia because I was afraid I wasn't going to get enough sleep and da-da-da-da, you know, and I was all screwed up and this and that and, you know, God, can't they give me something to make me go to bed and sleep or whatever. And I mean, I did the whole thing and it never worked because I wasn't at peace on the inside. Um, And things happened in my life that began to, you know, caused me to let go of worrying about certain things. So when I have insomnia, which hasn't totally gone away, instead of being in anxiety, I pray and I pray in the night. And sometimes I think that God has blessed me with insomnia so that I can pray for people, the world, situations that I would not think about if I was dead awake. And um, at one point, the insomnia was so bad that it was terrible. And then I would get a good night's sleep and still wake up feeling bad. And those things have slowly begun to work their way out of my life. And I don't have really bad days anymore. Um, And things are are a lot better than they used to be. Now, one of the things I want to talk about is Tucker Carlson. Um, Let me say this. Uh, I'm like a lot of people. When when Fox News and its surrogate, the Wall Street Journal, both owned by News Corp, kind of threw in the towel on the 2020 election early, in my opinion, uh, I decided that it was that I, I didn't trust any media. I, I actually canceled my subscription to the Wall Street Journal. I have since resubscribed, but they're a much different paper than they were 15 years ago. Tucker Carlson, I've known guys like him at, at Sewanee. Um, typically, a guy like him, looking at the kind of shirts he wears, would be from West Palm. Uh, I could see him going to a formal and wearing those velvet slippers that that guys wear with their tucks. He doesn't wear the kind of shirts that say I would wear, and they're not going to fit on me the same way because he's a fraction of my size. Or he might be from somewhere like Connecticut. Uh, He's a guy that, would hang around in New York City, but not be completely at home there. You, 
you you, you want to think of him kind of out playing with his dog up in Greenwich, Connecticut or something. That's the that's the thing I get off of Tucker. So I look at him and the way he dresses, I think this guy's going to kind of be a jerk when he's sober and when he's drunk, he'd probably be a lot of fun. Like a hellraiser. He he could have gone to, if he'd gone to Sewanee with me, we would have welcomed him into our fraternity, but he probably would have been an SAE. Now you're saying, what are you talking about, Tom? The point is, I understand his I've I've been around that guy a lot. I know that guy. I know how that guy thinks. And this guy says stuff that is totally different. You would not usually or maybe he could be from Charleston, South Carolina. I knew people like that. It's the same thing. But he's going to ultimately run for cover if something bad happens. The difference is that this guy does not run for cover. Now, you look at a guy like Donald Trump, <laughs> different type guy. I would call Donald Trump more like a Manhattan sleazeball, uh, a guy who's just a jerk. And everything everybody says about Trump's character is probably right. But it's not about character, because if it were, Joe Biden wouldn't be in the White House. So they tell you it's about Trump's character, but it's not. What it's about, and Charlie Kirk has really summed this up accurately, is that these guys are willing to talk about stuff that what we now call the Uniparty, which is everybody in D.C., Democrat, Republican, and it doesn't matter. Anybody that's taking money from donors, they talk about the stuff that you're not supposed to talk about. Has nothing to do with their character. They said he's this way. Oh, Tucker Carlson, he's misogynistic. Now, I don't think this guy's he he will make some jokes that might be of what would one would consider a prurient nature, but. He's just, he just doesn't have the heart or the bearing of what I would call a true misogynist. Misogynistic. Misogynist. Love that, love that word. It, it almost sounds like something else. But anyway, the, <laughs> the point I'm making is his sin is challenging the prevailing orthodoxy. That's his sin sin it's talking about the stuff they don't want you talking about and that's the same thing donald trump did well you you've got to go back and you have to look at you know we always talk about where's the money and i promise you that um <laughs> that the tucker carlson show was not pulling in the kind of great advertising revenue because remember they they nixed my pillow which i think was their biggest loyal advertiser in recent years for that particular show. No, what Fox News was getting most of their revenue from was from the cable and satellite companies that pay Fox News for the rights to air the network. And I can promise you that they were not tuning in to the, to the, to the 
you know, milk toast, oatmeal crap, other stuff they were putting out. They were tuning in to the one personality that was not afraid to say and bring up subjects that were considered taboo. Well, let me ask you this. And you, you, Charlie, oh, wait, wait, Kirk, wait, 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 hold on. By the way, did you know that he actually was born in San Francisco, California? It wouldn't spent surprise years me. Probably in, spent years in France and then came back to California uh, with his father. Just well, his way. shirts look like they might. There used to be a place in San Francisco called Cable Car Clothiers. It was the sort of the Brooks Brothers of the West, but actually they advertised in the New Yorker. It was a very they. I bought a shirt from there one time years ago, but the point is. I don't even remember the point. <laughs> what is the point? Okay, my question is this. What's that? Why is it a good business move for Murdoch, and they say it went as high as him, to get rid of Tucker Carlson? Because I believe that whoever controls the narrative ultimately controls the world. And if you have, if you've been allowing this, you know, this, this on-air personality to spout off and... And it's it's funny because I always thought Tucker was a little late to the game on a couple of issues. Um, I was pleased when he finally did speak out, but it was it I didn't feel like it was soon enough. Um, I mean, Tom, you 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 and I both know that the arrival of the 2020 pandemic was about as accidental as an assassination. That may be news for other people. I, I loved I loved when I heard it put that way because that's exactly what it was, and subsequently. The response. Did you know it at the time? Had you done did, all the research at the time? What I knew. It, well, wait a minute. Just answer the question. Did you know it at the time or has it spurred you to do more research? What I knew at the time was it didn't make sense. None of it made any sense. That None of the, you know, the, the whole pandemic. So you knew something was wrong. Nothing. Something was seriously wrong. What made you think that? I don't know. It just, and none of it made sense. None of it made sense. It, the entire what, what what about things that make sense to you didn't make sense about that that we it was pretty elementary that we were allowed to go to the grocery store and to walmart and to the liquor store god bless you know those we, we got to keep our priorities so you yeah okay i see <laughs> we can what do you're saying. all those things but you, we can't go to school we can't you know we we, we, there, we couldn't go to church we couldn't go to school ah yeah it, so it, you it saw it in, in terms of almost like commercial preferencing it, it was it, it was pushing did people not make sense yeah. you it, it was arguing subsequent to that event all right and we only got about uh six seven minutes here let's let's get on this thing and talk about what People who get up and loudly declare things contrary to the prevailing orthodoxy, how they get treated, what happens, and what's the recourse. Well, and, and that's that's great. How much time do we have left? <laughs> Come on, Missy. Well, you, you, you've been doing this a long time. And, and that that we is as a much great, as we need. That that is a great that that is a great thing because uh, I let me take this one. Let me take this really way out there. You you talk. You look at Wuhan, China, a city where the air pollution often reaches dangerous levels. Just listen to me. Protests erupted. The middle class came out in in droves. 
and against all odds in this brutal police state, seriously, people came out and protested and said, what, what is going on here? You can't lock us in. You, what, what's going on? Um, you know, we can't, you know, th- what is what is the situation? They were experiencing lung problems. But suddenly China announces that there very conveniently is a coronavirus and it's causing a very serious disease. Uh, that's not, but you're not no, getting I to the question I'm asking. Right, come on, because, get there. Because all of a sudden they locked down a whole city of Wuhan for people protesting and saying, "What what's going on here? What's going on here? And not only were the protests allowed, people, children were taken away. Pets were euthanized in the streets. Do you remember this? The Yeah, the I know. Okay, let, let's go. We're talking about America now. What I'm, and I'm going to get there is that when we talk about that the censorship, the censor, censorship and the, the serious backlash of taking down people's families, their, their ways, their, their, their ways of making a living, uh, their ways of worshiping, you know, cutting off people at the knees is the backlash for speaking out against the narrative. Is that going to happen in this country? Is it yes, happening? Yes, it is already happening, and that's what I want to talk about because I, there's a long history. It, it should come to no, to no surprise that there is a long history of removing children as a means of political control, and I want to discuss the fact that transitioning children is a is a means of removing there's them. There's been times the I would have said, come and take them. <laughs> it's bad. Mine are, mine are in their 20s now. You know, it's but saying. it's just a weird. It's weird, yeah, but in I'm a related an ugly way. Look from my wife, the 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 po- here's here's the thing. Tucker Carlson came out and did a two minute video the other day, and he said this crap isn't gonna last. It was very reassuring. I keep thinking back to Psalm ninety one. It says, 10,000 fall at one side, ten thousand the other. It won't it won't affect you? It won't affect you if your mind and your heart is stayed upon." God. I mean, you know, I look at saints in the past. Uh, who was it? Uh, who was the woman in England? Um, they were going to behead her and her hair was hanging down and they, she said, can I at least pull my hair out of the way? It didn't offend anybody. You know, making a joke when she's about to give up her life. We have to keep a sense of humor despite the things that we see going on. We can't be um, too anxious about the stuff that's happening because what happens is you wear out. But I do think that the only way forward is to be protesters. And well, that's what he said to speak out. Tucker Carlson said, "When you have those moments, it's not to not." It, if I don't we were on a protest. bigger channel, if we were had a national show with this particular. Uh, radio and, and entertainment group, uh, we would be starting to get probably nudges. Hey, wait a minute, you know, because but because we're buried at seven o'clock on a Saturday morning, you know, who do, who really listens to to this? I mean, I, I t- people tell me all the time I listen to your radio show, but mainly they say I like your music. the 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 point is we're we're in enough of us buried place that not enough people are going to hear us but i still feel good about saying what we're saying well and charlie kirk in that interview the the one that you shared with me his his podcast on you know the last um uh utterance that after after tucker was fired on wednesday he made this this video and he said that the subjects that you're not allowed to talk about if you're if you go against the narrative that you're not allowed to talk about are ukraine 
emerging science. Emerging science. Well, he talked about our proxy war. In our Ukraine. proxy war in Ukraine. That's what correct. he meant to say. And, and our idolization of Zelensky and how we have we have you know put him in a position in a box that he does not belong in is meaning a good one. And this is not to take away from the atrocities that are occurring in Ukraine and the horrible treatment that's occurring at the hands of Russia. That's not what it's about. It's not to say we think Ukraine is bad. It's think that there's something sick about our focus on the arms part of it and lying to us, telling us it'll be $40 billion. Now it's been $150 billion and probably a lot more. And our own congressman, whom I have confronted on this issue and several others, and he is he's part of the donor class. The donor class tells him his marching orders. That's how it works. You can talk about China. You can talk about overspending. You can talk about getting our fiscal house in order, but you can't talk about Ukraine. You can't talk about the vaccines. You can't talk about what else can't you talk about? Uh, let's see. Let's see. So, yeah, emerging science, civil liberties, and corporate overreach. Meaning, yeah, meaning, you can't yeah. talk about those things. Right. Demographics. Charlie Kirk or uh, Carly Kirk mentioned that uh, Tucker was talking about demographic shifts. I don't know. All right, we'll get into a little more of it in the next hour. No, half hour. You've been listening to the Tom <laughs> Dupree Show with Missy Clifton and Tom Dupree. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the second half of the hour. Here's some more music from Tamala Mann. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. My name is Tom Dupree. Rarely in my time in the investment business have I seen the kind of opportunity I see today. I'm talking about interest rates, which I believe will be going significantly lower in the next 18 months. I believe it's time to lock in longer-term rates now. Short-term rates on money market funds, bank accounts, and CDs can drop dramatically when rates begin to decline. Don't be lulled into complacency. It's time to invest to establish your yields for the long haul. At Dupree Financial Group, we specialize in retirement investing. Let us help you by calling 859-233-0400 and setting up a complimentary meeting with us to examine your investment portfolio. Listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com.
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. All right. This is uh, by a, a lady named uh, Nia Allen, and um, she, let me just say this. One thing I like about Florida, especially South Florida, is the influence of Haitians. Uh, Bahamians and when you get down to uh, Miami, Dade County Cuban people and then you also have a lot of Mexicans living in South Florida it kind of tempers the rude northeastern Yankees that are down there and it's just, it's a pleasant thing, and I don't, I can't explain it. I, I feel very fortunate to be alive today, and uh, you know, I don't know. I think there's something in Florida that I see that's a microcosm for the U.S. I actually see it in New York City too. Let me tell you what I see. One of the things that I noticed the last time I was at Kennedy Airport and I had to rent a car to drive somewhere at the Enterprise car rental, the the people who were uh, the agents were all Caribbean, African, Afro-Caribbean people, and they had the most wonderful attitude it was like there had been this afro-caribbean influx into new york and living in queens and maybe the bronx but there was this pleasantness and what i found is that these people have formed these churches that are incredibly vibrant in the heart of these areas that are uh, deep blue Democrat type places, you look at Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. She she represents that district. I think she represents the district that LaGuardia Airport is in. I think she's Queens, which is basically the front end of Long Island, but the the and, and Florida and New York 
city especially are inextricably it's like one's the um head and the other one's the vertebra so that culture uh has a very strong impact on south florida um you know, the Miami airport, there's a, a Kennedy flight, like four or five of them a day. I, I, th- these cultures are prevalent in our, our, in our world today. The wasp culture that I come from, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant culture, is in decline, serious decline, because the kids of the people – they don't want to have a lot of kids. You know, we're we're becoming a sterilized culture. You know, I'm I'm a dinosaur. People look at me on the street if they're if they're black, not really farther south, but like around here. It's like I'm the oppressor. I'm a white aging wasp male. Very out of fashion. Not something you want to be if you're not. I'm cool with being it, but that's me. <laughs> I mean, you know, the point is there's so much going on culturally that we don't realize outside of our little place here in Kentucky. And the only way I can stay relevant in the investment business is to learn about stuff that's not familiar to me and people, cultures, and embrace them. You know, that's all that's ever worked for me. Now, you want to know the uh, definition of incestuous thinking. That is staying with the same crazy formulae for everything despite them never having worked. Definition of our government these days, <clears throat> a lot of corporate America, Let's stay with this same thing because somehow we're getting a payoff from it. So, but there's a bigger world. You have to get outside your own little world and be curious about what's going on out there. And let me tell you, for me, that involves effort. But if I stay around here too long, I start bouncing off the wall. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, we. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Um, we we started off the first hour. We were talking about this uh, this this Tucker surprise Wednesday night video that's now been seen over fifty million times. Um, you know, in the in that's that a lot of times, and in that two minutes, he was just trying to make the impression on, um, you know, I don't know, just the one of the, the this Charlie Kirk uh, podcast that that we were talking about was talking about how Tucker Carlson is such a brilliant writer and that. How what he chose to write about in kind of third person was a foreshadow of what we might see for Tucker in in the future, you whether who, you like him or not. On you know? the writing side, who paved the way for Tucker's writing is a guy named P.J. O'Rourke. Who's that? Well, he was. Uh, I don't even know if he still writes, but he wrote for a thing called Pajamas Media at one point. Oh yeah, sure. He's Tuck or P.J. O'Rourke was more of a satirist. Um, and then even you go back Hunter S Thompson, who was never considered a conservative, but you know, there it's the same sort of type of journalism. 
Well, it was it was prophetic. I, th- I think that was the that was the main thing that Charlie Kirk was trying to, to get a to get across. And uh, you know, also uh, Tucker Carlson's speech to the Heritage Foundation, and also Tucker Carlson's last actual broadcast on Fox News, uh, which of course you know he talked a lot about what we mentioned last week. We were discussing Robert, you know, uh, Bobby Kennedy and his quest for the Democratic. Uh, Do they uh, call him Bobby? Yeah, Robert Kennedy. Yeah, but his father was. Yeah, that's Bobby. Bobby that's right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so what, the the never ahead. forget the the chief sin of these people is not personal failings. It's not being a lecher or you know engaging in sexual harassment or making off-color jokes, or groping at people. Because if that were the case, Joe Biden never would have gotten near the White House. Their chief sin is not any of those things that people say it is. It's not that Donald Trump's a bad man and Tucker Carlson's a horrible person. Mm Mm-hmm. The reason they're considered bad men and horrible persons is because they challenge the prevailing orthodoxy. They talk about stuff. Listen, I've been around certain recovery programs for 35 years. One of the things they say in there is if you're a part of a family that's dysfunctional, then there are topics that can never be discussed. Family secrets. This is what our whole world has become, like a big dysfunctional freaking family where we have certain things we simply can't talk about. And if you do, you will be ostracized and you will be made to be the problem in the family. That's going to happen. You know, it's it's this it's family behavior, sick family behavior, because anything that it's equal if it's if it requires you to submerge something that's true and not talk about it, that's sick. Sick means you're having to hold something in that's honest. If it's that kind of behavior, then it's sick. And we're taking it from a family thing and and putting on a national scale. Well, and I hope that's kind of a nice jumping off point for something I wanted to that I was trying to introduce on the first hour is this you know this this history of taking children away or swaying them as political control. And I wanted to kind of inter, you know introduce that transgender thing, which I'm I literally believe. Um, what we're dealing with now is this organized effort to convert impressionable young people in America to fuel this burgeoning transgender medical complex that now exists. And and to your point, parents and politicians who do not immediately jump onto the affirmation bandwagon, they are demonized, they are shut out, they are called all kinds of terrible names for just asking truthful questions. Is this the right thing to do? And I talked about the slick organization. And, and this is where I think I want, I, I'm trying to make this impression is that you have to understand how you have been coached and groomed and prepared for this moment now for decades. Right. 
I talked about the slick organization of the human rights campaign last week. It, go, go on their website. You'll see what I'm talking about. I mean, their part in pushing, the, again, the diversity, the DEI, the DEI initiatives in corporations and on college campuses is, is amazing. Right. Amazingly uh, distorted. Um, and the, college can't, the colleges that embrace the HRC's initiatives actually encourage family separation if right. parents question what's going on. Let me, uh, and the ripple effect it's having on families is, is terrible. So this is from the Bible. It's the book of Mark, the 13th chapter of Mark. And a lot of those things in there are also said in, I think, the 24th chapter of, of the book of Matthew. 13th chapter, verse number 9, But be on your guard, for they will deliver you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness to them. And the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. And when they bring you to trial and deliver you over, do not be anxious beforehand what you are to say, but say whatever is given to you in that hour. For it's not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. And brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. Now think about that. And you will be hated for all, by all, for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Think about what Tucker was saying in that thing. He's talking about enduring to the end, seeing the silliness through. Yeah, it may cost you <clears throat> this children against parents thing that's state sponsored that is being sponsored by the state right now <clears throat> the idea of having children rat out their parents because of their views this is what happens in communist countries it's been happening for years but we now have it here and it's listen jesus talks about it in the bible in more than one of the books, it's also in Matthew, where he talks about the end of the age. You know, he talks about the temple falling and all. But the point is, this has been foretold. <coughs> this is nothing new if you look in Scripture, which is where I do look. But we have to endure. Tucker said it the other night. He said, I'm an Episcopalian. It's not even a religion anymore. Having been an Episcopalian for 49 years, I corroborate what he said, but he said, think about saying a prayer for your country, you know, for 10 minutes or something. And that's a start. I, I do it for hours at night cause I can't sleep. And sometimes I think that the fact that I have insomnia has gone from being a curse to a blessing because I do have a lot of things I'm concerned about. And I say the prayers. Why do you think I would do this show? You think it's just an advertisement? I want to pick up. We pay for this. You know, there's people say, well, how much does the station pay you to do that show? Are you kidding me? I'll show you our bills. I'll show you what it costs to do this show and to advertise. It's significant amount each month. We don't do this show for uh, get paid. It's because of my concern for where I live the people, and, and, and in, on top of it, you get vilified. I mean, it isn't just uh, 
people that don't like you. It's family that doesn't like you. You know, no good deed goes unpunished, especially when you foot the bill for it. Are you finished? <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to be finished. <laughs> you're on a roll there. I, I, I just said I mean, that. you know, it's just, you know, you, if, you don't, if you're not all in, I mean, why do people play sports, you know? Did you see? Oh, God. What? Give us, give us some background. What, what did we see? All right. Do you follow the NBA at all? Not really, no. Does that mean, like, no? Yeah, that would be actually no. <laughs> okay. The, 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 well, the, um, the Milwaukee Bucks just got beat by the underdog um, Miami Heat. And um, this guy, Giannis. I did. I watched that. That he said, they said sometimes you win and sometimes you lose, you and you just learn that. from it. You learn from it and you move on. And and how refreshing it was. Yeah, I did see that. that how did how, you end up seeing that? I have no clue. How that he was talking about it, it. It was very refreshing. Instead of as the as the um, commentator said, you know, in this world of the, the LeBron James, that you know, I am a god. This guy says I'm not a god. I'm trying to learn from my mistakes and be a better person. Here's the part I like the best. He said, uh, uh, they said, was it a failure? He said, uh, it's not a failure. Antetokounmpo said, that's Giannis. It's steps to success. There's always steps to it. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. You're saying the other nine years were a failure? He said, it's the wrong question. There's no failure in sports. There's good days and bad days. Some days you're successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Sometimes the other guy wins. And this year somebody else is going to win. It's simple as that. I mean, I'm telling you. Yeah, it was very How nice. more pure could you get? Let me tell you another thing. I, I got to say this. We watched uh, the NFL draft last night. I was just thinking the same thing. And... The first nine kids taken were young, obviously young, good-looking black kids. There wasn't a white kid in there. After you went upstairs, there was one. Yeah, but for the first nine, almost every one of them said, I thank God I am so happy to be here. If you came from what I came from, and I was texting with a good friend of mine who's also African-American, and I said, let me tell you something. This is the thing. This is what I see. The white kid a lot of times thinks in terms of entitlement. You know, if they've been raised in a, a, a upper-middle-class home, these kids do not. Why would they work so hard? And I think that what's going to pull our country up is people like this entrepreneurs, builders, doing stuff. This is what we need. I was so impressed by these young men and their attitude. What, humility? And I, yes, and I was not at all impressed. Well, they were by, articulate as well. I was not at all impressed by the quarterback from Kentucky who was cocky, uh, mouthy, talking about his uh, abilities, flaunting his girlfriend all over social media and he ended up uh, getting skunked he did not go 
in the top uh, 32, which they were saying he could go as high as number two. And once you get past the top 10, that big signing money goes away. Now you're looking at rookie contracts. And, you know, I just – you cannot be cocky and arrogant about anything. You have to be humble. M- Missy. <laughs> Crickets. No, I'm teasing. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton and Tom I'm sorry, Dupree. I was not making any commentary. The NFL, no, it's just the way it is. The NFL draft last night was was inspired. That first, those first ones that were drafted, it really was inspiring. It was so powerful. It was so inspiring. Bryce Young, what a genius! I mean, they say he's got eyes in the back of his head. He can feel alignment coming at him from behind. Which one? Uh, is those three languages. I we got to go. Yeah, he was the big lineman. We'll be back with the financial hour in just a few minutes. Stay tuned.